Hello and well, welcome to another episode of Battle of Ballers. Uh, sorry for the delay for this episode, but we are recording at the right time because <laughs> United have beaten Leeds uh, 6-2, which is uh, not great uh, for me uh, personally, but Liverpool have gone away to Crystal Palace and beaten them 7-0. What's happening? <laughs> what do you think is going on? You are a uh, cock-a-hoop. I can see that very clear. Oh, I'm just... Yeah. Yeah, especially when uh, Jordan Henderson uh, scores a goal, I can understand your come on for your uh, you know happiness. So, are you gonna are you gonna diss a Premier League winning captain and a Champions League winning captain as well? What else? <laughs> Give me a break. Super Cup, yeah, yeah. FIFA World Cup, oh man, too many. <laughs> no, no. So okay, interesting fact: the weekend when. Spurs beat United at home, at United home, Old Trafford, 6-1. Liverpool mm-hmm. lost to Villa away, 7-2. This weekend, United win at home, 6-2. And Liverpool beat an away team, 7-0. What's up with this high-scoring games and United and Liverpool kind of following each other in terms of, uh, you know, wins and losses? That's interesting. Well, I can't speak so much for Liverpool, but then... Uh... I hope they are getting the lessons in terms oh, of... Oh, I thought you would love to speak only about Liverpool. Oh, <laughs> thank you for that honour, but... <laughs> well, no, sometimes in good ways. It's placed honour. Okay, so let's break down the games. I think the Liverpool-Crystal uh, Palace first game. Honestly, I, I mean, no one thought it's going to be 7-0, especially after Palace and uh, what Spurs. Uh, I think they were 1-1, uh, so they're a decent side. Uh, got some match winners there so honestly no one expected that but what a performance and to think that Mo Salah didn't even start the game like he he was on the bench so yeah Minamino got his first goal so I'm glad for him but yeah they look like uh, they are looking strong now but you never know with the injuries well but still they're still sitting at the top aren't they so it's tough to kind of understand what feels like whoever comes in kind of performs a certain role in the team. They just manage to perform, right? I'm glad that you're still talking about injuries and have not started cribbing <laughs> about VAR and all of that as usual. So I'm glad we haven't gone down that path yet. Yeah, Although you yeah. still have some more time so you can start if you want. Yeah, VAR is, uh, has hampered our season massively so far. But I think VAR is a separate topic. If you see the other games today against Villa, the game against Villa versus uh, West Brom, a goal which was completely legitimate was disallowed for Aston Villa, uh, Ali Watkins. He was just offside for what? I don't know. And even Madison against Spurs. Yeah. What a shambolic decision. I think VAR is all over the place. The referees that are using VAR are simply all over the place. That was a goal for Madison. What a beautiful goal and sad it just got <laughs> chalked off but but yeah let's let's go game to I, I think the biggest uh game for this weekend has been what uh spurs versus leicester yeah easily so Mourinho has done it again huh? he is uh he's kind of he was just continuing to you know disprove all his um fans as well as his retractors 
I mean, at, at least till now he's been doing it. But again, I think the Leicester game was a bit of a reality check for him. Well, I, I think the Liverpool game was a bit of a reality check, and then the Leicester game was kind of a <laughs> seal on the check. <laughs> but okay. what Fair. I f- no, but what I feel is Mourinho's uh, game plan is simple, but it doesn't work if Kane does not score. And in the recent games against Liverpool, against Leicester, Kane has got chances. Not that he didn't get chances to score, but it's just that he hasn't. But he couldn't take them. Yeah. Yeah, he hasn't been himself. I mean, let's face yeah, it: the chances Kane that Kane had. Uh, Kane is looking a little off color, uh, of late. Uh, yeah, because the chances that the, at least he the had. the Leicester game definitely because um, usually Kane has a very strong right foot. And when he strikes it with his right, mm. um, I, I mean, he generates a lot of power. But I think there were a couple of shots which he took directly at the goalie. It was, I mean, quite weak. Quite weak. And, and even against the Liverpool game, like, Kane had a chance from, what, six yards? It was a header, and he headed it directly to Allison. I mean, I was shocked. Like, Kane, like he had the time, he had the opportunity, but don't say you were shocked, say you were relieved. Well, That's I right. was sh- shocked first and relieved the mm. the next, right? So, okay. I don't know. I, I, it feels like, and Mourinho w- didn't help the team by saying, like, the best team lost when he's you know, came out in the press conference against Liverpool. Mm. So, that automatically tells, okay, so you're the best team. Now, it, it tells Leicester, like, okay, let's go and show them, you know, like, that we are better than them. And, I don't know. These are certain mind games. I think Mourinho is really uh, into these things. I mean, he does play mind games a lot. Yeah, he does, does do that a lot. Yes. Yeah. So, so instead of, I, I think he deflected uh, the focus from his team, the fact that they missed so many chances by saying the best team. I mean, did you look at the stats <laughs> in the Mourinho in the in the in the Spurs versus Liverpool game? Like, Liverpool had 800 passes completed to Spurs as 250. 800. I really don't know how uh, Tottenham actually survived that game. <laughs> like, okay, I understand your tactics is to fall back and let the other team dominate and hit on the counter. What? 250 passes? I think if any other side that you would have... would have been okay had the other team made maximum 300 or 400 passes. But this was almost three, more than three times the number. <laughs> yeah. Like, and the pass accuracy... Out of the 800 passes, Liverpool's pass accuracy has been 88%. Whereas uh, Spurs had an accuracy out of the 250 was 60%, I think. Yeah. So half of their passes were accurate. So half of them were inaccurate. So I don't know. I mean, how can he come out and say the best team lost? But that's Mourinho, right? And yeah, so so it looks like they, they, are, they are slipping now. They, they are out of the top four. Guess what? <laughs> In a weekend's time. And why? Why are they out of the top four? Who has entered the top four? No, no. Uh, why don't you go ahead? <laughs> no, no. I, I set it up for you. <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead. Okay. If I may. Put it I all think... in the... Put all the sarcasm in the table. Go no. Ole's, Ole's back. Ole in. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not? 6-2, what a dominating performance. I think you guys were what? United were 4-0 up in what, 20, 30 minutes? 
Jeez, Leeds. I feel like Leeds were, you know, overwhelmed by the occasion. Even though there were no crowds. Imagine if there were crowds. I think it would have been 10-2 or something. Yeah, that I can uh, that I can agree. Because uh, this was, as I had spoken to you about this earlier, mm. this was a rivalry which, again, goes back in time. Um, it was a much yeah. looked forward it was much looked forward to game from the rivalry aspect especially um, the battle of the roses so yeah <sighs> it's quite satisfying I'm, I'm glad I didn't watch the game as usual and uh, the result has come out positive that's a big sacrifice you're making but uh, it's paying off finally yeah I, um, Call it uh, bad, call it uh, deja vu, but it does it does work out in my favor. Um, I think the only game which I didn't watch, which we ended up losing by a whisker, was unfortunately the uh, Leipzig one. A bad game for uh, you know uh, for Murphy's lot to kick in. Is is it this game uh, where United were out of the Champions League? Is is it the same yeah. game here? Yeah, okay. the same game. Yeah, I think the result, I didn't expect, to be honest, 6-2, because Leeds are a good team, because they have been scoring a lot of goals. Without a doubt. See, uh, there I will actually point out um, the way United and uh, Leeds starts shape up. Uh, Mm -hmm. Leeds actually have the higher possession. Leeds have the higher number of passes, higher pass accuracy. Everything practically is on their side, excepting number of shots and shots on target. So that is, I think, uh, a bit of a change in strategy, which uh, maybe is something that's going to come up uh, frequently in United's gameplay. I think they're just taking chances. Instead of waiting and exploring and all of that, they're just actually taking the chances. So that I feel is, uh, if if it is a conscious change, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they were shooting uh, at the post or at the goal. Sorry. Yeah, they were. From the first chance they got, I think they scored in the first minute or two, I think. Um, and I think out of uh, six of the goals, I think almost three of them, uh, the goalie had a touch and couldn't stop the ball. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I feel like... He, that would have been saved. Yeah, I think he is a good goalie, but he's not one of the top ones. But then I, I think coming at Old Trafford or wherever, right, Leeds, I, I think this is where they lack a bit of maturity because this is their first season um, yeah, after their promotion. Yes, this match is actually happening. So, yeah, yeah, so so that, that goes to show yeah. how how far they have been off the you know Premier League uh, division. But I, I just felt like they were too open at, in the start. Like they could have, you know, easily uh, played yeah maybe they should change their playing style against certain teams which uh, mm-hmm. probably they didn't think of but um, yeah because I remember in the game against Liverpool which was their first uh, game uh, and the season beginning yeah, they gave a very good account of themselves yeah That's but they did concede a lot of goals so they did concede four where they scored so they have that attacking ability if only they you know, tighten up their defense and be a bit more composed at the back. I think they can go places. Yeah. With this team. For sure. Yeah, and I, I felt like with the veteran like Biesler, you would uh, hope that he will notice that 
and um, I mean it's it's not that hard right if we can see it <laughs> so yeah i think so because um, he's he's proving to be a better manager than it looks like for sure um, mm-hmm. in charge of a team that has just been promoted yeah i think uh, they're doing they're doing okay but they can definitely do much better yeah i mean yeah they're scoring a lot of goals so a lot of teams have problems scoring goals to be honest like if you see arsenal they're struggling to score right now i think they've scored six goals in their last how many ever games right um <laughs> and here leeds and are scoring just, a lot of goals i think it's just going from bad to worse for them because uh, they have they have really tough games coming up oh, they okay. have let's look at the fixtures city they have games against chelsea uh then of course uh, west brom newcastle not there hmm. from from a arsenal perspective not their standard of opposition then come come the new year come the new year's eve we have uh, the the second the return leg of uh, united versus arsenal then they have the games against wolves aston villa leeds again uh, then city once again so it doesn't seem to be getting any easy for them unless they really pull up their socks and Fe- I think February is their month of retribution in a way. Because in February they are playing Leeds, City, Leicester and uh, March the first week they are playing uh, second week they are playing Tottenham, West Ham the next week and then the following week are Liverpool. So fantastic. They they need to turn around really 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 quickly otherwise they are done already. I don't see yes. them supposing if they go into February with this kind of a form I don't mm-hmm. see them and maybe it's way too early to quote I don't see them in the Premier League next year Okay wait what you're saying they'll be relegated <laughs> No way <laughs> I dream but uh, yeah if this continues I that's the only way I mean it's quite mm-hmm. simple right Un, uh, if if a team of their quality is not moving up and uh, is losing games i don't see how they can even stay in the same uh, positions which is in the mid table there's only remember, way, there's only one way of movement possible which is downwards if you if you and remember let me, during let me tell you they are not too far from uh, the bottom by the way yeah they they're not just, they're not they are just uh, practically four points Yeah that's why we are having this discussion i think that they are not they're they're scarily close and their form has been terrible it's actually sad because uh, there was i mean i was actually born in the era when there was a team of arsenal which was also called invincibles so yeah i've heard too many of that because in recent time uh, i've heard a lot of uh, arsenal fans saying is yours gold is yours gold so i'm well aware of that and do remember that team was crazy but if you do remember i did say something during their fa cup run that it's great that arteta is doing this pragmatic you know like defensive football where he you know puts like 10 men behind the ball uh, you know kind of like mourinho tactic but in a very like aggressive way mm-hmm. and then hits them on the counter right without abamyang was scoring on the counter or getting penalties or whatever It, this tactic works in a fa cup or you know in a club cup or even in a final or whatever but when you come to the league 
and you need a consistent run in the because a league is not one or two games it's like 30 40 games a season right yeah. it's not a possibility to sustain that kind of uh, performance uh, and it shows like the scoring has dropped they don't know who's going to score again for them <laughs> they've been scoring a lot of own goals by the way abameyang has scored an own goal oh, holding Holding has scored. And who made Holding captain, by the way? Of course, Arteta. But I'm just saying, why would you make Rob Holding your captain? What is with Manchester United, Arsenal, all these great clubs not knowing who their captain should be? I mean, Rob Holding, if you know his story. So he has been loaned. He's been out out because of injuries. Like, he's been in Arsenal for a long time, right? Granted. But he has never been part of the setup so to speak, because he's always been in and out of the game, right? Suddenly, I think Aubameyang was their captain, <laughs> till now. He lifted the FA Cup. He's been playing in the league Bobby as the captain. captain. In one game, uh, and this has come as a, a bit of a joke in social media, uh, Patrick Patrice Evra was invited by uh, Thierry Henry to watch a, watch a match. Mm. And Evra says, I reached his home, and then he just shuts down the TV and tells me to... Uh, have a chat because he just says I cannot watch this match because Z- Granit Zaka cannot captain my club. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Zaka, what he did recently was atrocious. I don't know if any, how is he even going to play in that team? Like I, I'm talking the game where he goes and grabs a player by his neck and gets a red card and they lose the game. I mean... And this is not the first time he's doing this. Uh, yeah, it's not, it's not the first time he's done. So, and he's been offered the captaincy. He's supposedly one of the leaders uh, in the team. So if one of your leaders in the team act like that, I mean, I don't know. I mean, either the manager has no power at all or they don't have any better players <laughs> or leaders, which I don't know. Maybe true. Maybe true. But, is Hector uh, Pelodin not playing? Okay, Hector Bellerin better not play because he's awful. Have you seen him play recently? He's been very, very poor. And he's the vice captain of the team, actually. <laughs> I mean, okay. that says a lot. That actually says a lot. Why am I not surprised? But yeah, I mean, uh, Arsenal really need to... And imagine if... I, I don't think they'll get relegated, okay, to be honest. I mean, with this team, this the amount of resources they have with the January transfer window coming again... I don't think they should get relegated. But there's always a possibility. Imagine they did. And having to pay William 300k a week. <laughs> Aubameyang. All these guys signed new contracts, by the way. 300, 400k a week. And Ozil's already there. He's been chilling. <laughs> Imagine going into championship <laughs> where there's very limited funds and having to pay these players. Hmm. It's not looking that good. Yeah. So that's Arsenal. But one team I really wanted to talk about was Leicester. I think we briefly mentioned uh, Leicester. Okay, I've said this before and I'm going to say it again because this guy deserves it. Jamie Vardy. What is he made of? Yeah. What is the guy made of? He's 33 and the guy runs like. Oh, he, the energy 
he has in this game against Spurs, he was running up and down for the what nine till the 90th minute. How is he not part of the England team? Well, he's retired. <laughs> but boy, he is immense, immense player. I think I think Vardy is a true uh, champion. Was he retired? I don't I don't think he's retired I from England. I think he did it voluntary. Uh, he did take voluntary retirement. I think two two years ago to focus it, on his game. Or exactly like retirement. It's uh, from what I recall, it was just that he said he doesn't want to be considered for selection unless there was an injury crisis. So okay, that, okay. That is, uh, I mean, of course, that is not a retirement in a way. Oh, okay, okay. I yeah, that was my impression. But retirement or no retirement, I mean, he is a baller. And yeah. his energy is immense. Uh, I think Leicester are doing what they do. Like they, they, they probably are not going to finish in top four by the end of the season. To be honest, although I do want them to, but I don't think it'll be, uh, it can be sustained. But uh, they are doing well under Rogers, and Rogers has this attacking style of play, where, he, you know, the football is very attractive. So I think Leicester are doing just that. They're kind of being, uh, you know, the dark horse in a way. Because I, I don't think many uh, predictors actually gave them a chance to be in the top six this season. Looking at the way the teams mm, are. Yeah. But yeah, it looks like they're forcing they're forcing their way in. And um, yeah, there's, I think, I think we should all consider the big seven now, not the big six. It's, a, it's a too early. It's too early to call it that way. But um, Leicester is not making it easy on any of us. Otherwise, no, no. And if you see the manner in which they're doing it, that yeah. is so impressive. Yeah. Like the way they're playing. <laughs> when they least expect it. <laughs> yeah, like the goal got disallowed today. Still, they went on to score again. Like yeah. these are signs of yeah, the top. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. And what about uh, Bale? <laughs> Feels like a mascot more than anything. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a bit of a shame. Um, I actually I was unaware that he's come on a loan. I thought he was he had signed and he's returned to Tottenham for good. No, no, he's on loan. Yeah. Feels like yeah, I I saw him like he didn't play against Liverpool. Uh, he was on the bench. Like I don't know why would you loan Gareth Bale and not play him in one of your important games in the season. He didn't even start against Leicester. Okay. I thought he didn't play against Liverpool because he will start against Leicester, but he's not. And then he came off uh, from the bench and he didn't really look that great. So, uh, no no idea. Uh, what impact we thought Bale would have, he hasn't had it so far. Let's just put it that way. Like he hasn't had that impact yet. Yeah, let's see. I mean... Uh, Lots of games uh, done, lots more to go, and Chelsea is playing West Ham tomorrow, so a lot of things will depend on that with the top four being changed every single day. So I think uh, tomorrow's game is not going to impact the table as such because uh, the top three at least are not going to be touched. Yeah, and Chelsea hasn't had a good run into this game, right? They have lost their last two games, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, they, they cannot come into the top, they can probably come into the top five. They can, mm-hmm. uh, they, they, they can displace Tottenham, yes, but uh, they, they are not coming into the top four for sure, because 
anyways, I mean, they are they're just going to get three points. Tottenham, Everton is already on 26. So. Okay, okay. But yeah, interesting uh, game. But, but yeah, one thing is for sure, uh, the games are the games are I think giving us surprises uh, almost every day. Yeah, it's it's actually it's actually very nice because it's not a runaway victory for two or three teams. It's, mm. it's like almost every team is in the mix. Okay, so moving on from the Premier League, it looks uh, very tight. Uh, but we have uh, cup games coming this week, yeah. and since uh, there's a lot of excitement, so which round is this? Quarterfinals, okay? Quarterfinals, and then Arsenal is playing City. And yes. United are playing Everton, if Everton. I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that looks like very uh, tight games again. Both Arsenal playing City. <laughs> I like Arsenal to see. City, yeah, very tight indeed. Very tight for uh, City actually to see how best they can probably humiliate Arsenal. No, no, but you know what I think? I think this is a is a respite for Arsenal. I think yeah, this, in a way, because I, know, I think uh, I think this they will look at it as a chance to recuperate or uh, you know yeah re strategize and stuff. So yeah, because yeah. this gives them a break from the league first of all. Yeah. Secondly, they play one of the top teams, so if they do well, that's good for their confidence. So I think, and if they lose, I mean it's it's not a big cup tournament anyway. That the, yeah, it's uh, just the and and then the people are expecting them to lose, so there's not much pressure on so, them. So yeah, I, basically it becomes that. Uh, I mean, nothing to lose. Nothing to lose exactly. Yeah, that kind of a situation. So, hmm, I think that's uh, I not, something. I was actually not aware of this. Certainly <laughs> no, was humbled by Arsenal in the previous leg, the previous round. Okay. Okay, Klopp doesn't rate this it's tournament. Sorry, sorry. Okay. No, um, I, I thought uh, all trophies are important anyways. Uh, no, no, Klopp doesn't. Uh, apparently, that's not the case. Klopp um, plays the kids for fun. Yeah, I mean, he has... Oh, by the way, speaking of Klopp, uh, congratulations to him because he's been now He's been awarded. Let me get that right. He's been awarded FIFA's best manager for second year. First manager to do that. Second year in running. So, good for him. And well, his team. Uh, yeah, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, he he's been good. Come on, I mean, uh, to to win the Premier League with a team like Liverpool after so many years, I think that that itself is, and and we are seeing how competitive the league is, right? And I think he won the league by what 20 points. So, I mean, he truly deserves it. But yeah, moving on. I think what do you make of the United and uh, Everton game? Because you have a, isn't that a very short fixture? Because you have a game in uh, what Saturday as well, so it's like two days. Uh, you play Leicester, so which one would you win rather, like the Everton game or the Leicester game? Uh, given a chance, you would win both the team, uh, both the games. But mm-hmm. Premier League always gets, uh, you know, the preference for sure. Oh, I thought someone said cup. All cups are important. All the of cup. Of course, I never said that the AFL is not important. But since you asked the question that which one would you rather mm. win, mm-hmm. I would rather win the Premier League. But as I said, given a chance, I would love to win both the both the games. Yeah, sure. So I would want to uh, give away losing, uh, winning momentum and you know spoil 
spoiler season in a way as well. So. Yeah. yeah, that's there too, right? Like if you if you take the Everton game lightly and if you lose that game, then it kind of creates a you know bump in your form, I guess. But yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting matchup because I don't think even Everton uh, is going to field a very strong side because they have a game uh, on the same day as United for but they're playing Sheffield United, so no disrespect, but Sheffield United is at the bottom of the table. Yeah, and Leicester is going to be a much tougher challenge for United. So, okay, uh, prediction time for the cup <laughs> game. So, what do you think is going to happen? Who's going to go through to the semi-finals? Oh, Arsenal will definitely go through. Arsenal will definitely go through. Okay, I don't think Arsenal. I, I think City will go through uh, between Arsenal and City. I mean, I, I hope you caught the sarcasm in my tone when I said that. Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, I did, I did. Okay, so anything else we have to discuss or can we jump into yeah, Baller of the Week? Baller of the Week. Okay. So for me, it'll I think... It'll be a tough one. It'll be a tough one. Yeah, it's it's a tough one. But for me, I think I have a clear uh, Baller of the Week and it has to be for me, no? For me? <laughs> no surprise. Um... Okay, let me explain why. Okay, so Firmino scored the winner, obviously, against Spurs, which was a crucial uh, three points uh, against the league leaders. Spurs were leading the league when they played Liverpool. And then he he had a mad game against Crystal Palace. I mean, the two goals that he scored were absolutely sublime. And he set up so many plays for them. So I think Firmino's been killing it this season i mean this week sorry so for me definitely he's one of the op- options uh you agree okay so no i don't agree of course not <laughs> <laughs> there is yeah there is one uh very frequent nominee once again mm-hmm. uh, again that's obvious that's from united uh yeah I okay. Let me let me check. Who do you think it could be, if if talking from a United perspective? United perspective, there has to be only one player: Bruno Fernandes. <laughs> Who else? Yeah, absolutely. You guys are. Yeah, yeah. this guy is. Uh, Why? What did he do? He scored two goals against Leeds. Okay. No, it's not about the At goals home. that he scored against Leeds. Uh, the I think he supplied as many as well. Really? He, uh, yeah, he he gave the pass for uh, McTominay's first goal. And what a pass that was. And it's not just that. Uh, his contributions in the field against Sheffield as well, that was also pretty influential. Uh, of course, he didn't get any goals there. That's a different story. But mm-hmm. um, as, a, as a contributor in terms of goals and also scorer, I think uh, he would he would outclass uh, Firmino any day. But then I have another player in mind as well. Um, although I did not watch his uh, game against uh, Everton, which they ended up losing, so I cannot really um, compare you know apples to oranges that way. But uh, at least from the Tottenham game, definitely Wardy. So I have um, two nominees: Bruno Fernandes and Jimmy Wardy. Hmm. Of course, Wardy is only from one game, uh, because uh, yeah, yeah, Wardy has been. I would say 
I would say Vardy more than Fernandez because if you see the opposition, I think Sheffield. Let's just face it. I mean, Sheffield and Leeds. Leeds are doing well, but they're not, you know, top. And if you see Firmino's goals have been against like very top oppositions. I mean, against Spurs to score a goal that clinches you the game, so this is basically a clutch goal. I think Firmino deserves it more in that respect because. Hey, if he had not scored that, that goal. By that logic, Jamie Vardy deserves it more than anyone else otherwise. Well, Jamie Vardy scored a penalty against Spurs. Well. I agree. I agree with Jamie Vardy. But then you you said one game. It's just one game. But for me, no, two games, right? He did the same against Crystal Palace. But if you're going to rule out the opposition of Sheffield and Leeds, then I think Crystal Palace also should be ruled out. <laughs> How come Crystal Palace can be ruled out? I mean, I think Crystal Palace is definitely better than Sheff- Sheffield are at the bottom of the league, first of all. Are Crystal Palace really better than Leeds, seriously? Well, Spurs are better than Sheffield, right? Or you can say Spurs are better than Leeds and Crystal Palace are way better than Sheffield. So that way, they are better opponents. Yeah, I think I think overall, what you will see is, just take the games against Tottenham alone. Mm-hmm. Two of the nominees have had games against Tottenham. Just take that one game alone. If you look at it that way, definitely Leicester's game stands out. Because see, on any day, and I'm, I'm being very pragmatic and practical here, any day Liverpool is expected to beat Tottenham. Because no. of strength. Why? Yeah, no. because of the strength of the, strength of the team, definitely. See, no. So, okay, Liverpool had... Okay, because at the he... end of the day, if you look at it, Tottenham are a very good side without a doubt. Mm-hmm. But... If I, if from a neutral perspective I have to choose, I would definitely mm. choose Liverpool over Tottenham. Really? But I will not choose Leicester over Tottenham, for sure. That's interesting because, you know, Liverpool had Reese Williams, who's 19-year-old, against Kane and Son playing that day. First game in the Premier League. It was his debut because Martip was injured. And then they had Curtis Jones, who's, again, 19 in the midfield. So I felt like Spurs were going in favourites because... At least, if not win, but at least a draw because they had the settled squad. They were at the top of the league. They have been in good form. So yeah, I thought that's, that's the whole point. You're just proving my point. Then, so uh, what? That way, in terms of opposition, I think yes. uh, Leicester was, you know, uh, easier challenge for Tottenham than Liverpool, and for Leicester to come out on top. Okay. Definitely, I would give it to Vardy. Yeah, Vardy was great. I. Again, another thing is, even if you look at it, Vardy has been a better performer throughout the season so far than Firmino. No offence to Firmino, but that's a fact. Yeah, but it's for this week though. I know, I know. But um, if we were to match performances, I, I would say that Vardy has performed almost as well as uh, Firmino. This so week. The way to differentiate would be to look at the other matches which, he has, which they both have featured in. <laughs> So if you look at that perspective, uh, and again, forget the previous matches. Just hmm. look at the um, conditions that these guys are in. In, this, in the sense, their physical conditions and also their age. Well, yeah, the age is a factor, but then the, that should not be a detrimental factor to Firmino. It's not his fault as he's not 34, but... <laughs> <laughs> so, so, okay, I, can I, you I at least call, call it... Sorry? How it is? Like, can we at least go by the stats? Like, Firmino has three goals from open play. If you've seen the goals, there have been pretty good finishes. And Vardy, I, I'm, I'm astounded at his fitness. Again, the, goals, the goals aren't the only things. 
Yeah, that's true. That's why if you see Firmino's game, yeah, he, he has set up. For that instance, I would say uh, brings Bruno Fernandes back, back in the mix as well. He's not just creating goals, he's also scoring goals as well. Yeah, same with Firmino. I, I think you don't see enough of him uh, because he's not, uh, I think, the way we s- or I see it. But Firmino, trust me, he the entire his whole game is to set up goals okay so that's why salah and money score so many because firmino helps setting up goals that's his job in the team now when he starts scoring like that and he keeps doing what he does that is a granted thing for firmino he that's his job in the front front three if you have seen liverpool's front three why do you think salah scores 30 a season and money scores 20 a season and firmino scores maybe one third of that it's because his main job is to set up others in the team which is salah and mané and that's why klopp keeps playing him all the time otherwise it's easy for klopp to say okay bring me a 30 goal striker he doesn't because he knows he doesn't need that he needs what firmino does but when he also starts scoring goals and crucial goals he was a bit of you know out of form to be honest he hasn't scored i think he scored one goal in anfield last season or something like that so for him to do that this week just for this week i'm saying against spurs who were at the top and away at crystal palace i thought was definitely i think if any week you're going to give for me no point when it comes to crystal palace you seem to be uh, hailing them as a much stronger opposition than the yeah they are they are they they, they drew with Spurs one one I don't think so in, in that case Leeds I would say is a much stronger opposition than Crystal Palace okay in in the table Crystal and Palace again, ahead of... and again if you look at it let me put in another aspect to it as well come from behind yeah. victories hey, what has that got to do with uh, anything yes, because Sheffield also was in a way a come from behind victory. It, well, it wasn't. You guys well, are leading it. First goal wasn't scored by United. Okay, first goal. Okay. Oh, well, come on. That's 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 nothing to do with Fernandez. Technically, it's, technically, that's a come from behind victory as well. Yeah, but Sheffield. Sheffield. What time they actually overcame the you know the deficit? But that's the, the big, biggest the biggest shock should be how can they go down <laughs> the first minute against Sheffield United. It's it's yeah, Sheffield. That right? can happen. I mean, uh, giving a mm. lollipop to a child is not something that we are unfamiliar with. So that's okay. Okay, okay. So uh, what do you want to say? Like, I, I I think Firmino deserves it. I mean, I could see a case for Vardy. Uh, so I can share it between them. But definitely <laughs> Firmino deserves it. I mean, he's he he has been great this week. I think it's fair to have a triple tie for the first time. Hmm. Between. <laughs> Fernandez, Vardy, and Firmino. I'll give you that. Oh my, I, I think that's stretching a bit. If you okay, then why don't you drop Vardy and just give it between Fernandez and two games played? If you have seen Fernandez enough and you're saying okay, he's been that influential against Sheffield United and he deserves it. Okay. As well as uh, yesterday's game as well. I mean, yeah, I, I think. Okay, uh, fair enough. Because I haven't seen See, the uh, games for, in their entirety. For, for, for a for a fan who was raving about Leeds. Just a few weeks back, to not consider mm-hmm. 
at all now that's that's a bit of a no, no i do consider them i didn't say i don't consider them at all i i said against crystal palace and leeds i think they're equal that's an equal game and then sheffield united and spurs obviously i would have to say sheffield spurs are far far superior they were number 1 when they they were the top of the league when they played okay yes. i will give you firmino this time but uh i will not forget this and i will come back to it <laughs> in in future because uh Yeah. You want a, to give it to a one-time wonder? Fine. Go on. Okay, one-time wonder, but for sure, I think it was a, a great week for him. But I think Firmino deserves the Baller of the Week, and no problem. I hey, I have given, I have myself asked Rashford to be given the Baller of the Week, and I've oh, come on, literally come advocated on. for the guy. Comparing Firmino with Rashford, please. No, no, not no. Okay, we, we are for. <laughs> let's not compare weeks. I'm just saying. I'm not okay, comparing them. Then, but I really I'm just saying uh, when a United player deserves it. Comparing them with Firmino. When a United player deserves it, I never said no to it. And in fact, Rashford, I gave it because of his clinch goal against PSG that won them the game. I think that because these goals do matter. They are match-winning goals. And add to that, you know, consistency and whatever you want to call it. So it's not like. I haven't, and even, I, I think Bruno has also won the Baller of the Week before, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he has won, but then uh, it's not that he can win it. No, no, he can. Yeah, but I, I feel like just this week, I, I, I don't think anybody has done better than Bobby for me. No, I, I, I don't think so. As I said, I'll come back to this in future weeks. Okay, sure, sure. Uh, okay, there we go. So we have a Baller of the Week, and that's. Bobby Firmino. So that's uh, oh, that was a long one. I think this was our longest baller of the week <laughs> segment, which was. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, we had fun. Uh, I hope you guys did too. So um, we'll catch you again next weekend. And the games are coming thick and fast. And oh boy, so we we, we have to catch up uh, the actions. And there might be possibilities of us being on YouTube. So please uh, follow us on our social media to get more details about this, and we might be doing more stuff for you guys. Uh, who knows? Maybe a watch along or something like that. So keep and um, yeah. So so keep uh, keep getting the updates from us on Instagram and Twitter uh, and Facebook, and we will be letting you guys know uh, when if and when that happens. Please like, share, and comment uh, on our episodes, and let us know how, what you want to see and what are the changes you would like to see. Yes. Um, all feedbacks are welcome, and we do need your support to grow this channel. We are also uh, active on Instagram. Uh, reach us out on that as well. Wish you all a good sporting week. <laughs>